Hello, everybody, and welcome to North 100, a Canadian Highlander podcast. I'm Serge. Joining me today, I have a Jer. Hello. And a Wheeler. Hello. My mute button definitely didn't not unstick. Reminder that North 100 is brought to you by you with your support at the Patreon over at patreon.com slash loading ready run. We had a lot of fun doing the top five instance. So we're back today with top five sorceries. Now, again, this is a subjective list. Help. Yes. Yeah. Aha, nailed it. This is our personal top five, all killer, no filler. And last time, Ben and Jer had this great thing where they did Wooburg, and I thought that was neat. So we decided to formalize it. This time, it's just all Wooburg. We've all picked the most powerful card in a color, and we've all allowed ourselves an honorable mention because there are some very powerful sorceries in Canadian Highlander. We've decided to just not talk about Demonic Tutor and Time Walk. Otherwise, all of our lists would be the same. And, you know, we might allow a little bit of guessing here and there to see if we can guess what other people would have picked. Anything else you think we need to add in the intro here, friends? Sorceries are just slow instants. <laughs> That's it. Galaxy brain there, my friend. All right, Jer, why don't you start us off with your top five sorceries in Canadian Highlander? Well, first, I'm going to throw in an honorable mention since we decided we were, we were getting to do that. This this easily could have been on my list. I love this card. It might be my most cast blue card of all time, which is a like a pretty prestigious thing. I've cast a lot of blue cards. It's Ponder. It's a single mm. blue for a sorcery. Look at the top three cards of your library then put them back in any order and then shuffle your library and then draw a card. I know it's may shuffle, but if you do it correctly, you just shuffle every time. (laughs) I'm shocked that didn't make your top five. Just just roll up the sleeve a bit, Ben. And of course we go with the moon art. No fish here. Oh, not fish art? Fish art's best art. Disagree. Yeah, this this card's amazing. It's one of the best cantrips ever printed. Does, Does it all for a single blue mana. I have an important question here. Why ponder and not preordain? Ponder's more powerful in a vacuum. And uh, do you have any insight as to why that might be? We could do an entire podcast episode on ponder versus preordain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Long, long story short, you get to make your decision based on more information. That's a uh, that's a very good summary. All right, strong start. Very strong start with Ponder. Yep. Now we'll jump into the top five with the white card. Any any guesses before I roll in? I wrote down Terminus. Strong guess. I wrote down Wrath of God. Also a strong guess. I went with a different four mana sorcery. I went with Armageddon. Really? Perhaps you have heard of it. It is three and a white for a sorcery. And the rules text is really simple. It says destroy all lands. Ooh, it's symmetrical. Yeah, it's it's perfectly symmetrical. I've actually cast this card a lot, and it's probably the card I've scooped to, like the highest percentage of it resolving against me. I play decks where if this resolves, I lose. Like no questions asked. (laughs) So anytime this card resolves against me, I snap, pack it in. I'm shocked you went with get in. I mean, Wheeler and I both had you on a wrath effect there. I mean, wraths are good, but like the things that you deem the most powerful are the things that like destroy you, you know? And wraths aren't that good against the decks I play. Like, yeah, I play wraths and I know I know their power and keeping you alive and allowing you to do powerful nothing my my curveball pick was going to be lingering souls if it wasn't a wrath <laughs> that takes me back um, wow i love lingering souls all right moving on to the blue card this this one's just objectively powerful it's eight mana it's seven and a blue but it only costs a blue it's a sorcery it's treasure cruise oh yeah draw three cards but it has delve since we didn't get to take ancestral last time i i took it this time <laughs> 
yeah i mean i there's nothing i love more in this game than than drawing more cards especially if those cards also drop me cards so all right all right in in my defense my guess for your blue card was effectively building a recall i had merchant scroll <laughs> that was my second oh. choice yeah. so oh. good i had i had preordain as your blue card <laughs> i almost i almost had i was like waffling so hard between cruise and merchant scroll because cruise is the boring choice huh. but probably the good choice like yeah it's hard to argue with draw three cards yeah yeah, yeah i mean yeah. it's just boring right it's just like yeah yeah this card's really good i guess i cast it and i win uh, whereas merchant scroll could be anything <laughs> you know it's exciting goes in high tide which is like one of my favorite decks yeah so treasure cruise good good magic card the black card i'll let you guess because you're not gonna guess it my my guess was cabal therapy my guess was doomsday i'm super against cabal cabal therapy and highlander except for really like very niche uses yeah I, I went with living death which is ah, five mana three black black sorcery each player exiles all cards from their graveyard then sacrifices all creatures they control then puts all cards exiled this way onto the battlefield super super powerful card definitely a niche card and definitely abusing the fact that we're these are subjective lists and not not objective lists because i i can't really defend this as the best black sorcery objectively <laughs> i for sure would have had you on like a combo card a reanimator card this is a reanimator card. What are you talking about? <laughs> That's so much reanimation. But not reanimate? Like living death over just like straight yeah, up? Why, why take one when you can have them all? And also this goes in Aristocrats, which is a deck I like. And it goes in like goofy black green survival decks, which I like. Just goes in more more decks all right like. all right and it's a wrath which i also like like yeah when you think about it this is a this is a pretty jerk card it does cost five mana yeah there you go <laughs> sorry there. <laughs> i was waiting for it i was like oh <laughs> i couldn't make a list of putting in a doofy five draw well played now for my red card it's just it's just objectively correct but i'll let you guess anyways objectively correct yeah i think i played myself <laughs> Like, I tried to get way too cerebral with my pick. I picked Flame Slash. <laughs> All right. It was between Flame Slash or, like, Forked Bolt or Arc Trail or something. Serge, what did you get? I don't actually have any idea what red card it would right. be outside of Scape Shift, but, like, that doesn't... That's a, that's a green card. I know, I the know. objectively correct red sorcery is Faithless Looting. Oh, it's yeah. Just, it's just insanely insanely good uh single red mana, I mean, you're right draw two cards then discard two cards and his flashback for two and a red i wasn't on this card for a long time and then i like slowly started playing it in more and more decks and then i just went into literally every red deck i played in the format and i don't see myself going back like even on splashes i've played this card it's just just so good and the amount of things that utilize the graveyard in the format are so high so having flashback cards are really nice yeah cards cards insane then my last card Another pretty spicy one. My guess here, okay. Eldritch Evolution. Ben? I just went with Scape Shift. Yeah, Surge got it. Those were my yeah! two. I was, I was literally waffling. I was going to give you a hint and say it was the card that has been pointed for the least amount of time in, in Fortnite's history. <laughs> we, don't, we don't talk about that. We don't know. Uh... So for those who don't know, Eldritch Evolution is one green green. As an additional cost, sacrifice a creature. Search your library for a creature card with converted mana cost X or less, where X is two plus the sacrifice creature's converted mana cost. Put that card straight onto the battlefield, then shuffle your library, and then you exile Eldritch Evolution. This card's busted. As is my way, I tend to play it 
like to put like arc slugger or something stupid into play as opposed to putting kiki jiki into play which is how you're supposed to use this card <laughs> but both are good but if you're trying to use it optimally you should be putting kiki jiki into play interesting list very interesting mm. list here well last time i had like I went like super straight edge. Like I picked pretty close to what I thought was actually the best. So this time I went, I went a little, a little goofier, a little, a little I, more, a little deeper. Yeah. They're still all strong though, and they've got personality. I wouldn't have put you on Geddon though. I mean, a lot of them don't surprise me, but Geddon, you're just not a Geddon player. I'd have Wheeler on mm. Geddon. Do you know how many times I've played like stupid green white mid range? And the only way I won games was by resolving Armageddon or Ravager your, support. Your normal stupid green white mid range is to wrath yourself. Is like <laughs> no, that's like, banned. That's, that's banned oh. control. <laughs> yeah. That's that's Goyf, Loxodon, Smiter. No, wrath it's voice resurgence. Voice resurgence oh. re <laughs> revitalized that archetype. <laughs> oh. yeah the the wrath your own board mid-range that no one sees there coming. was a legendary game where i played against the greece and he was on grixis of course and i on turn two i played voice resurgence on the play and he like freaked out and then i played locks it on smiter and he scooped <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> what? he just saw it coming he's like i'm out i'm out i can't beat this Well, because he knew i was on a control deck so he kept like a bunch of goofy blue cards and then he just got beat oh down because he couldn't oh cast any of his goofy blue cards <laughs> amazing mm. i don't know i thought that was a pretty strong list all right uh wheeler any thoughts before we jump over to me kind of might beat myself up over that flame slash pick i thought that was a good pick yeah uh it felt like i tried to game the system too much for the system where none of us like <laughs> there's no reason to try to game the system no not at all yeah we're not trying to get each other there are no prizes if you're wondering there's we're a thousand dollars what oh line. man there's a thousand dollars now i should have studied that's what james said Oh, wow. $1,000 mm -hmm. worth of ice cream and empty promises. All right. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> let's let's move on. All right. My honorable mention, there's no point in guessing the honorable mention, is Gamble. Single oh. red mana sorcery. Search your library for a card. Put that card into your hand. Discard a card at random and shuffle your library. This card is fantastic. This card is very, very cool. I don't think it has as many homes now as it used to, oh. but... There's a soft spot in my heart for this this single red tutor. You disagree, Wheeler? Yeah, I think gamble. I think it's got more. I've I've my gamble. Like I've started treating gamble the way Jared described faithless looting, where it's just like ah, oh, it's yeah. just demonic tutor or entomb. <laughs> Either way. Yeah, right. and like a long time ago, it's just like people put it into goblins and like you kind of laughed whenever they cast it, and then either they yep. discarded their their goblin recruiter or you lost now there's just so many decks that utilize the graveyard so effectively where you're like yeah this is this is actually just <laughs> demonic tutor slash and tomb which whichever is better like i got to play it in that busted storm deck i played in the top eight and it was like one of the best cards in that deck it's kind of absurd all right anybody want any guesses on my white card here before we move on get ready for this no scope dude balance Ooh, I said Council's Judgment. One of you got it, and that person is Wheeler. Yeah, oh! I chose I chose Council's oh, Judgment, ranched. and it was between Council's Judgment and Balance. Wow, oh. I like. I thought I had the soul read. God, 
Well, one of you did. All right. If you don't know the card, three mana sorcery, one white, white, will of the council. Starting with you, each player votes for a non-land permanent you don't control. Exile each permanent with the most votes or tied for the most votes. This is just the most powerful white removal spell ever printed. I find it as a basically an auto-include in almost every white deck I play right now. It's like, what if you played Oblivion Ring, but with no downside? And mm. if you're not familiar with playing a Will of the Council card in a 1v1 format, you, you basically just always get the choice you want. There's no worries about shenanigans. You kind of just skip past the part where you ask your opponent to also make a vote. You just vote for the same thing. So you just kind of shortcut it to be a very, very powerful removal spell. I mean, sometimes it's worth asking. <laughs> <laughs> fair. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Is there something on your board you'd also like to destroy? Not actually. Don't scumbag people like that. No, but... please don't. All right. Any guesses for my blue card? This one I completely whiffed on. Like this one, I was just like trying to think of a blue sorcery that you were into. And I just put Tinker. And I know that's wrong. I think. I mean, I put Windfall. Yeah. Ooh. Windfall was close, and I, I actually had Wheeler on Windfall, but no, my card is Ponder. Your oh. uh, Jera's honorable mention. Yeah, single blue mana. Look at the top three cards of your library. Put them back in any order. You may shuffle your library and draw a card. For all the same reasons Jer talked about, I put this in almost every single blue deck I play. It's very powerful. It's slightly stronger than preordain and uh, i don't know i just have so many fond memories of playing against people they play like an untapped blue source turn one and you just kind of no scope it you're like ponder they're like yeah wow i don't know that just that just brings me back ponder i mean it's a very very much a feel good card like it's not a card you include because it makes you happy when you cast it you include <laughs> it because it's extremely good yeah and you have the ability to add blue to your deck but it's just when you ponder it's one of those cards where it's like if i ponder and it's all garbage and i shuffle it away like you feel for whatever reason you would feel that like oh well that's the bad outcome right because you don't get to decide what you're drawing that's best possible yeah it feels great it's just like ah get rid of this trash and uh, hey you know it's, it's just... like take you get to take the the like mystery box option like yeah like when you when you ponder and like the worst case is when there's like either one really, really good card, so you have to keep it and get stuck with two like Chunguses. There's two medium good cards. Yeah. And you know you have to deal with that last card eventually. But like the best case is obviously three insane cards, but like that yeah. never yeah. happens. Let's be real. Yeah. <laughs> but the best case is when you get to shuffle some garbage off the top of your deck and then you like, you know. Yeah, I don't want any of these. Yeah. Goodbye. Yeah, exactly. All right, friends. Who had the soul raid on my black card? I put him to Torak. Although, oh God, okay. I put, I want to, I put in him to Torak, but now I think I know what it's actually going to be. I put in Thoughtseize. Okay, I think it's actually Smallpox. No, you're very close with both of those Wheeler. Black, black. I actually picked Sinkhole. Ah, it's, yeah, it's, oh God. Yeah. I knew it was going to be, yeah. Destroy target land. If we're just talking about those Pox decks, like Sinkhole's fun, Pox is fun. <laughs> But nothing really screams fun, much like Sinkhole does. Yeah. For those strategies where you just got to just go for those like kidney shots, you know, just hit them right where it hurts. And they're mana base. Sinkhole does feel like, not like cheating, but it's just one of those, because it's, it's not obviously this like bust in half kind of card, but like when you Sinkhole somebody, it always feels like they have this reaction of, oh yeah, Sinkhole exists and yeah, I'm oh, losing yeah, yeah. to it, right? <laughs> They're like, oh God, yeah, I guess I'm now behind. 
Huh. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, Sinkhole, with the exception of exactly one legacy deck, Sinkhole is a card that doesn't see a ton of play, and that it can have a home in our format also makes it feel like a very Highlander card. Yeah, it's it's like cube, and then like the person that has a Pox deck that the last change they made was adding like Urborg to their deck. <laughs> I guess Liliana the Veil is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Amazing. All right, let's move on to red. Any guesses? I had you as Gamble. I but Oh yeah. I have you as Wheel. All right, Jarrah's got it. Wheel of Fortune. Three mana sorcery, two in a red. Each player discards their hand and draws seven. This card is fantastic. It it just sets up so many of the decks that I like to play, in particularly in my workshop strategies. You know, dump your hand as quickly as you can and just draw seven. And I think it's Wheeler who basically just said, just make your opponent draw seven until they don't have anything. I mean, yeah, it's a win condition. <laughs> yeah the amount of times i've won a game casting a draw seven on turn one it's like you you got to play out a bunch of mana rocks and mm-hmm. they now kept a random seven and i don't know how many games of highlander you've played keeping random sevens but some of those hands are real bad yep yep i that when i had a turn one with eggs and when I call it a turn one, people are like, oh, so Black Lotus? I'm like, no, no, no. I went like, art. <laughs> it was like Ancient Tomb, like Chrome Mox, Mox Opal, some other garbage artifact. Well, it was eggs. So yeah, probably into just turn one <laughs> Wheel of Fortune. And like, that was my only land. And like, it's just like turn one wheel. They pitched their hand and I like passed. They drew for the turn and then just conceded. Yeah. Yeah. They they just drew a seven without lands in it. And I'm like, all right, great. Thanks, wheel. Even on those weird turns where, you know, you've got Mana Vault in play tapped and you've done like eight damage to yourself with a combination of Ancient Tomb or a Rav Duel entering play untapped. It's worth it. It's almost always worth it just to set up your board, half dome yourself your like the majority of your life total and then just put your opponent on a random seven it's so disruptive live by the wheel die by the wheel all right it's time for my final pick it's time for my green card what are your guesses sylvan scrying my guess was loam but i don't think it's loam now it's uh green sun's zenith good show yeah i almost picked said too. So X and a green sorcery. Search your library for a green creature card with CMC X or less. Put it onto the battlefield and then shuffle your library. And then also shuffle Green Sun's Zenith into your library. This is a very powerful effect. And there have been stronger cards since. I mean, look at Jer's inclusion of Eldritch Evolution, for example. But there's just something about Green Sun. It's just so pure. It just does exactly what you want it to do, which is, you know, just put a green, find a green creature, put it into play. You don't need a setup. You don't need to worry about creatures dying. Yeah, hey, man. It's kind of messed up. It's just <laughs> like, hey, you know all those green creatures you're playing? Well, this is every single one of them, yeah. but, but it costs one more. And you might get hit with a spell pierce. Yeah. Oh no, wherever will I find one more mana in my green deck? Yeah. Oopsie doopsie. I don't know. Every time I play green, I have myself a conversation of, is this a green sun deck? And the answer is almost always yes. It's it's powerful. It's versatile. It slices. It dices. Mm-hmm, I, the mm-hmm. hardest part of Green Sun when it's in your hand is deciding which turn to cast it because the answer it, it's good every turn, right? You're like, oh, yeah. I could I could do it for three, or I could wait a turn and do it for four, or I could <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. And then this is definitely one of those cards that rewards you for knowing your deck better. 
And you'll see that in a lot of when you watch creators play with this game, being like, okay, what do I have in my deck at four? Right? You're asking yourself these questions every time you draw a green sun. What do I have in my deck at five? Where can I get the most value out of this already absurdly powerful card? Yeah. All right. I'm going to pass the conch over to you, Wheeler. What you got? All righty. My honorable mention is, well, I guess, can anybody want to guess it? I will say it's a black card. For mentions, no idea. Okay. It's a... Uh... Cabal Therapy. Now, I, I'm with JR on that. I think it's more, It's I mean, the application of this card in our format's more niche, but I the decks that I like to play tend to fall in that niche, like in Sandy B, so like Pattern Rector, Dredge. I like it in World Gorger, Dragon Combo, so like the Reanimator, that kind of Reanimator style card. You can target yourself, you can target them. It's a free sack outlet. It doubles up on hand attack. It's 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 also just like every every time you hit a blind therapy. Oh, it's so demoralizing. Yeah, I think about the blind therapy I hit on somebody where they kept they were playing like a an Isochron Scepter kind of deck. Like it was like a Jeskai themed around Isochron Scepter. And I like what did they have? I, I like named Fire Ice. I just like in the cold, I was just like, mm, you kept that hand really quickly. You got fire ice because I was playing Sandy B with a bunch of dorks and they were like, they just were like, they couldn't believe it. Like, they're just like, there's no way you, you must have seen it. And I'm like, no, dude, this makes sense. And they was just they My opponent was just so rattled for the entire rest of the game that they were just like, couldn't they just kept mumbling about it, like, I can't believe you hit a blind therapy sort of thing. <laughs> My white sorcery. This one might be a bit of a curveball. See, I had you on Geddon and like Jer taking Geddon. I had you on Ravages. <laughs> oh, you have him on Ravages? <laughs> Not Geddon, Ravages just for the style point. Ben loves that P3K. I do love P3K. I do wish I picked Cataclysm now, but no, I picked Entreat the Angels. Yeah, I really like this card. And whenever I play, like, my favorite way to play blue-white, like, if I play blue-white, which doesn't... It happens when I want to scratch that itch. I hate win conditions. I hate the... You're, you're, you're playing, like, a Nick P-style deck here. Same. Now, now, real quick, for people who don't know, what is Entreat the Angels? Oh, well, it's from Avacyn Restored. Its mana cost is technically XX and then three white, but it has Miracle for X and two white, meaning that... You can cast it for its miracle cost when you draw it, if it's the first card you're drawing this turn, and you put X white angels into play. How big are the angels? They're four fours, and there's a lot of them. But sometimes there's only two. <laughs> I like I love this card from when I played a lot of Legacy, and anytime I like get that itch to play blue white, I don't have any win cons except for like I like I it was either this or approach the second sun, and I just like love this card and how it deals with like Sensei's top and brainstorm and all the cards surrounding it. It's so just like cool. You can like set up just surprise. I've got angels to block your attack, and now you can't like now I've just kind of wrathed your board or like oopsie doopsie i make one angel kill your planeswalker and then occasionally it's just like exodia like your <laughs> opponent's like okay well they didn't counter my spell so i guess like why didn't they counter my creature well, i guess i i guess i'm going to win this go ahead I, all i have to do is untap and then you're like that's where you're wrong <laughs> entreat the angels <laughs> and then the, yeah, the board is just flooded and they're like no it's impossible and 
and then and then melt and get like yeah blasted into a beam of light amazing there's definitely been times where i like have mystical tutor and a draw spell in hand i'm like oh, i gotta get terminus here and then i just stop and think i'm like wait i can just make enough angels to like block all their things and then kill them yeah so yeah it's just like, yeah, I guess I'll just kill you instead. All right, my blue one. This one, I don't think anybody will get it, but it'll make sense as soon as I say it. I really wanted you to pick Tinker. I really, well, I had him on Tinker too, but him guessing me on Tinker means it's not. So yeah. Time spiral. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Time spiral. Four blue, blue, sorcery, exile time spiral. A great line of text to see right off the top. Yeah. Each player shuffles their hand and graveyard into their library and draw seven cards. Oh, and then you get to untap up to six lands. Don't you mean one yeah. land? I should have known. Yeah. <laughs> and untap academy. Yeah. <laughs> it's one to three. Casting this card. I've I've cast this card a lot. And one of my favorite parts about this card is that it just helps filter mana. Because if I'm playing this in eggs or any kind of academy combo deck, which is usually where you'll find me. Yeah, I've tapped my academy. I got a buttload of blue mana, but you know, white mana, green mana, that stuff I can't is, believe uh, you're using this to get like white, key. white or white, green. That's so yeah. dirty. That's so dirty. Look, I got like 25 blue, but like second sunrise <laughs> costs white, white, dude. Crop oh my God. I'm going to cast some spells. Like, this makes me so upset. Yeah. Or untapping like deserted temples. And yeah, stuff. no, the worst part is you're right. And that's what makes me angry. Yeah, you can untap their lands too, which is just kind of fun. I mean, don't do it. But also, I just like that you can do that. That's all. Yeah, this card's absurd. It's disgusting. Absolutely broken in half. I don't know why. I mean, it's look, it's from a different era, but like a free draw seven that is also just like a bajillion dark rituals is kind they of gross. Up. Yep, yep, yep. For my black sorcery. Jack. I had you on reanimate. I've got you on him. I've got you on him. Ooh, I hate him to Torak, but I love reanimate. It's so Jared gets that one. Nice yeah, it's Jared. Reanimate. Yeah. It was either reanimate or duress. Honestly. I figured it was hand attack, so Yeah. But reanimate is just like the card. I mean, I, I guess you could just play the clip of the last time I did the best card you're not playing. Because it just does everything. It's like real, real quick, what does it do? Well, it's a one black sorcery. You put target creature card from a graveyard onto the battlefield under your control. You lose life equal to its convert a man cost. Obviously, not the most fair card, but you can play it with fair-ish applications. And it's not as if there isn't a downside. Like Canlander Reanimator isn't a bajillion gristle brands and Iona's. So sometimes you're just like, all right, I'll reanimate this creature that'll just get pathed. And all of a sudden I'm out eight life. And yeah, like, I've been there. Yeah. Yeah, but like getting you get to steal your opponent's things. You can reanimate your own like utility creature. You can find it off Spellseeker. There's just so much to this card outside of its like predicted, like broken application. And it's just super cool. And the artwork, the original Tempest artwork is just it's so like dramatic. Like when you look at it, you're just like, oh, oh, that's disgusting. Cool. But my red sorcery. Jared? Let's take a guess. I have been on Gamble. I have Burning of Jingye. It's faceless looting, actually. Really? Wait, is this our first? Other than like uh, honorable mentions, is this our first actual I think this is the only overlap. Yeah. Yeah, wow. I love faceless looting. It's kind of a really good card. Like I'm a sucker for a careful study. 
just like one red like faithless looting is one red draw two discard two then has flashback two and a red i'm a sucker for a good loot and when you get to do it in decks that like it could be anything from like again dredge or, or graveyard based decks to i don't know i just want to up my prowess i want to mill this off of a thought scour and get it later it's so good even in like decks like just sky or whatever like a mid-range-ish deck where you might have a clunkyish hand and you just want to, you know, get that Seeker of the Way going, put that Geist in the graveyard because they've got a bunch of big dumb idiots that are clogging the board and discard your Flame Slash against the combo deck. Oh, love it. Love me some Faithless Leading. <laughs> yeah, I was going to put Gamble, but then I like, I think I memed myself too hard where I'm like, come on, Ben. Gamble is a black instant. It's in Tomb. <laughs> it's all in Tomb. Uh, can I just say shout out to all of us for none of us putting Brainstorm as their favorite blue sorcery? Speaking of I memeing. wanted to so badly. <laughs> it, it shows good discipline yeah. from all of us. And my green sorcery. Jer? Uh, natural order. I'm going to regrowth. Surge, that's close. What? In the sense that it was regrowth up until the very end. Oh, no. Not the, not, the, not the very end. It was like a, I was going to exclude this card because I was worried there would be too many things kind of tied together, but it's life from the loam. Oh. Oh, I love yeah. it. You just, it's such yeah. a, <laughs> I love it when it's a do nothing card. I love it when it's just putting cards into my graveyard. What does it do? Oh, God. What doesn't it do? It's one in a green sorcery. Uh, return up to three target land cards from your graveyard to your hand. And it has dredge three. Dredge is a pretty good mechanic. Yeah, just in general. I mean, no matter how you play this, like I've you know played in this from returning strip mines to blow them out, returning lands to bring back bloodgast and put more creatures in my graveyard by, well, it has the word dredge on it. And I'm describing an action taken by the deck called dredge. Or just like returning lands to put in your hand to discard to wild mongrel so it gets bigger. Like there's it just there's so much that this card does. And like I I think out of all the like do nothing decks that I have built and gone like one zero two drop with, like they're all just life <laughs> from the loam like cycling decks. Like they're decks where I'm like cycle lonely sandbar, uh, return life from the loam, uh, right? Life from the loam, and it's just like I'm not winning, and some would argue I'm losing. You're yeah. like, how can my turn have so many actions and I'm still just dead here? I oh, don't understand. God, I love it. Yeah, it's just great. <laughs> I mean, magic players love drawing cards, but this, <laughs> like, this sequence of every, it's just everything. It's so many game actions. You're drawing, you're discarding, you're milling. It, you just feel like, I mean, admittedly, this is a classic. Like, you feel like like you're a big brain like genius with it and i'm i'm aware of that but it doesn't make it any less enjoyable did i ever tell you about the legacy deck i designed based around intuition life from the loma and accumulated knowledge and ak i i oh, I'm baby pretty sure we had a talk where it was like we may have thought about bringing it to an event yeah. like an scg or something i distinctly remember this. it was at the time where like any deck with chalice of the void was playable so it's yeah. just like yeah. trying to think up a way to draw cards <laughs> through chalice of the void and like yeah accumulated knowledge is two mana <laughs> perfect oh and you have hey you got frantic inventory too now so maybe there's new legs in this deck you throw in an oko you're good to go oh my god so very interesting in the sorceries versus the instance because when we did the instance of the 18 unique cards there could have been we had a lot of overlap and this time around we had uh, a couple people's honorable mentions were in other people's lists 
and we only had one overlap. Why? Any insight as to why that is? Is there just more powerful sorceries? I also went a bit more ham this time. Like, I, I easily could have picked reanimate. Yeah, you kind of have to limit, like, from a design perspective, right? You got to limit what you're willing to print at instant speed. And so at sorcery, you can design around the idea that, like, well, you're only ever going to get to, well, theoretically, you're only ever going to get to do this during your turn. And uh, so you get to, you get a little bit more diversity in the type of effect. So I think that if we're looking for our favorite thing to do, like our, you know, not necessarily the strongest, you get to pick our, like, this is my favorite kind of deck to play. And it uses this kind of spell as an engine, or this is the haymaker of that and that kind of thing. The CMCs are a lot higher for this compared to instance as well, which I think, I don't know if that's indicative of the power level or it just shows how competitive a card has to be as an instant in our format to make the cut there. I mean, wait, is this counting treasure cruise? Because like, tre I mean, the mana cost on entreat treasure cruise and time spiral is a little... Sure, but like... They're asterisked for sure. Most of <laughs> yeah. these, if we did the math, it would probably be like 2.2 CMC, sinkhole, wheel, a lot of threes here. I mean, there's still yeah. a couple of ones, don't get me wrong. Yeah, again, I think it's because sorceries are naturally just kind of like proactive. Like you can't have mm. removal at sorcery speed, but often the removal at sorcery speed in our format is just going to be universal, like Council's Judgment or Vindicate. And so we get to pick like sorceries are like, hey, what do you want to do today? Right. It's like, <laughs> I want to draw seven <laughs> cards. It's like, all right, but let's go draw some cards. And so they're going to make you pay a little bit more. Not enough, <laughs> evidently, but, you know. Little bit but like you do actually just get to do what you want to do. Whereas at instant speed, mm -hmm. you're like, I want to draw seven cards. And it's like, oh, well, <laughs> how about three? And it'll cost you six mana. It's just yeah. not that easy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Well, any any sort of closing thoughts on what we considered our top five sorceries in the format? I was shocked how boring the multicolor ones were. Like, I thought about Bring Delight or Neoform, and then I just kind of, like, got bored. Yeah, I almost picked Neo. <laughs> I thought about Neoform and Supreme mm. Verdict, but then I was like, yeah. no. War Wargate popped up, and I'm like, uh, Wargate just finds me Academy. <laughs> or Lotus, yeah. but it, yeah. You're like, the card I actually care about here is Academy, not the Sorcery. Yeah. So I guess what I'm saying is print cooler multicolored Sorceries. Please. Yeah, they're also expensive. Give, no, me, you're... give me Blightning at two mana. I almost picked Risefall. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Classic. Yeah, I mean, there's good stuff, but I like, I don't know how many people are sitting at there clutching like pillow in the shape of Angrath's Rampage, <laughs> right? Where they're like, this is my favorite thing of all time. It's like, what is it? It's like a removal spell. Okay. I mean, Vindicate's pretty cool, but then they printed Council's Judgment. I mean, Vindicate yeah, but, hits land though. Yeah, but yeah, I, I guess that's what I mean is that like yeah. Vindicate is cool because it's Vindicate, right? And like judgment <laughs> oh, is cool man. because it's council's judgment. But like, what is actually if Alex was here, there's a card. Oh, uh, what is it? It has haunt, I think is the mechanic. It's black and a white. All creatures get minus one, minus one. Uh, wait, black and a white. Zealous persecution. Haunt. But that doesn't, doesn't have, haunt. have haunt. It doesn't and have haunt. An and that's and an it's instant? an instant. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
I am so glad this is on. <laughs> this is recorded. It, it's your creatures get plus one plus one. They're you, yeah. mi- you mixed it up with Orzov Pontiff. Pontiff. Yeah. 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 That's that's. I was like sorcery that kills all their stuff, and it's a spell. You're like, no, Serge, you're thinking of a creature. All right, I'm gonna go back with the idea. There are no good gold sorceries. <laughs> well, I don't know if that's exactly what we were saying, but yeah, perfect. Close if enough. you disagree, if you think there are gold sorceries that we should have talked about, let us know in the comments down below. All right, friends, with that, we're going to call it an episode. Thank you so much for listening. A reminder that North 100 is brought to you by you, the support of the Patreon over at patreon.com slash loading ready run. I've been Serge. Joining me today has been a Jer. Yes. And a, <laughs> and a Wheeler. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.